Welcome back to the Denzel Can High Show. This is episode nine. It was that Drake song where he said we're sipping on Voss water, and ever since then I've been sipping on Voss water. You know what I mean? You know what I mean, fam? A little dick riding, but you know you could D ride sometimes. Pause. Uh, I don't have many notes. Yeah, uh, this week this week was rough for me, man. Gotta be honest. I'm just gonna be honest with you guys. Talk about my life today. Just talk about my life. Uh, this week is rough. The new, the overnight shift is kicking my ass. I've worked it before, but it's like working it five days in a row and then getting that like two day weekend where you can really reset is a lot different than working one day, day off where it's like, it's not even really a day off because as soon as you get off in the morning, you fall asleep all that day, you wake up the next day and then you, you probably like, you probably sleep that night because you have to catch up on sleep, or at least I am. And so then you wake up in the morning at like 6 a.m. or 5 when I try to, but probably like 6, 7. And you go till 12 and you have to take a nap before work. And then you're, and you're going till 6 maybe. And take your nap from 12 to 6, maybe 1 to 6 if you stretch it. And then you're back working that night. And it's, it's, I can't get ahead of my sleep. I'm like, I'm just... The times, the stretches where I'm putting in, like where I'm normally putting in a lot of work, I'm like, I'm just, as soon as I hit my bed, where I normally just take a 15 minute like lie down, I normally just go 15 minutes lie down and I have the discipline where I can get up and I can go back to work after that 15 minutes. And I don't even like close my eyes, I just lie down and let my body rest and do like a little meditation, put some music on maybe. But like when I do that now and this like when working these shifts, it's like I'm straight five minutes. I'm out. And I wake up six hours later, exhausted, still, still exhausted. That's what I can't comprehend. Like after I wake up, I, I feel like I should be pretty juiced and ready to go. Maybe record a video or something or a podcast. But no, I'm dead after I wake up. And it, it just sucks, man. And the money is fucking dog shit, too. And like it gets better with like like in ninety days if I stay with the if I if they keep me on for ninety days then the pay will get like two dollars an hour better and like that will be a at least kind of livable wage. Right now it's not even a fucking livable wage, not even close to a livable wage, especially with the hours they give you. Where like you're right on the edge of full time, but you're not full time. They give you seven hours a day instead of eight. They don't pay you for your 30-minute lunch. Like, well, it's so, like, I just, like, I, I really, and seeing the YouTube and stuff pop off, it's, like, it's, I, I know I need to keep putting the videos because if I, I put in the work, maybe, maybe one day this can lead to doing this full-time. And if I can just bide my time now, stack up a little money, Invest in some camera equipment, some in some audio equipment, some audio treatment for the room, maybe a studio, yada yada yada. I can just stack up a little cheddar working this, working a job until I can get this going full time. I know it will be worth it then, but right now it's it's tough. It's really tough. It's really tough, man. And the the acne, the acne I know was came from the shaving. It's like ingrown hairs, acne, the shaving, stress of everything I got going on lately. 
and fucking the sleep and like be like um the like the sleep deprivation is what's causing like the severe breakout on my face. <coughs> that was a good one. Still a little sick. I'm recovering from it though. On the back end of it, I still sound a little muffled, a little fucked up. Uh, forgive me for that too. Please, please, I know bringing more attention to it will probably give me a comment, but just if you're gonna make a comment, be like, I'm trying to be nice about it, man. And anybody you see like with acne in public or going through this shit, I just realized like going through it myself, like treat them extra, extra nice. Like yeah, treat them treat them extra nice because they're they had the balls to fucking get up and get out their house when they know how their face looks. Trust me, anybody that has fucking bare fucking pimples on their face or is breaking out knows exactly what their face looks like. Trust me. But aside from that, aside from that, uh, yeah. Otherwise, yeah, it's Christmas Eve. Probably going to record a vamp hour, so we're going to have a little Christmas special. That should be good. That should be fun. Maybe I can do some Christmas music in the background of this one. Um, yeah, this week was good, though. Otherwise, got gifts for everybody. That was it's nice. I haven't been able to do that before. It's nice about part about having a job, being able to get gifts for your parents that have gave you so much over so long. And... um yeah, so tomorrow should be good. Still, like, fucking, I'm not in it, you know? Like, I was, it's not even motivated. I'm motivated to do it. I want to do it, but, like, the face, the, I, I just want to stop talking about that, but it's, like, so tired all the time. And, like, yeah, I need, I really do. I need to cut out the weed, too. Because it's not helping. It's not helping at all. Could switch this to TV's <laughs> a fucking this uh addict mindset where you're like, oh I can keep doing it if I switch the strain. No, nah, but for 2023, I want you guys to hold me accountable. I'm fucking we're going off the green in 2023. We're going clean. We're going off the green. That's the slogan. We're going off the green. We're going clean in 2023. No Zaza. No, no. No Zaza, no tobacco, no. I can do mushroom psychedelics because I feel like those are more like spiritual journeys than, and you don't like do them that often. Like you can't really do mushrooms every day. You know what I mean? Um, Other things that happened this week. I'm trying to think. It was like a lot of busy week. I'm just... Just blanking for some reason. Let's go on the old Twitter. That normally gets the engine going for these videos. The old Twitter. You guys like the fucking Star Labs crew neck that Barry wore in season one? It's a little tight. Oh, and the, the hair's looking fire. You guys can't even lie. Like, the face is beat, but the hair... Perfect dye job. I did a perfect bleach job this time around. Oh, fuck me. I broke the cat.
I know that's going to be a mess. I know that's going to be a mess. Let's go to the trending. Did the Cowboys? Oh, the Cowboys won. Cowboys beat the Eagles. Did Jalen Hurts play? I'm going to check out some NFL. It's a big Christmas Eve day for the NFL. Uh, NFL.com, I guess. Yeah, so the Hawks lost. Yeah, but I knew that. I knew I knew the Hawks weren't beating the Chiefs. But big win. I was actually happy San Fran won this week because that keeps us in the hunt, you know? The Giants won, so that pushes them even more. Oh, no, the Giants lost. Let's look at the playoff picture. NFL playoff. Twenty-three. Yeah, we're still in the hunt. I'm really looking towards the off season in the draft with the amount of cap, and uh, let's look at yeah, let's look at the off season as well. NFL twenty twenty-three off season. Let's do the trade pieces, free agency. 25 but yeah okay so the playoff bracket right now do they have in the hunt on this okay perfect so the eagles 13 and 2 they're top they're they're cruising still they're still cruising they got that unlock uh vikings vikings 12 and 3 really secured their uh their spot number two uh san fran 11 and 4 they're cruising too they should just write off. Uh, what division is it? Tampa Bay's division. They should write it off, honestly. Tampa Bay Bucks. What division are they? NFC South. NFC South should get canceled this year, honestly. It's pathetic that they're the fourth seed and will get a home game at six and eight. They are so below a losing record and they're getting a home game. In a very competitive division, Dallas should get a home game. They should not be in the wild card away because Philly had a fucking phenomenal. Like, they shouldn't get. They should really fix that in the NFL. They have to fix it with this new playoff system. They have to fix the division. Like, I know it probably won't ever be this bad again, but with last year with the Eagles division, they probably didn't deserve a home game. Cowboys eleven and four at the fifth seed, and Bucks are six and eight at the fourth seed. Like, when no other sport does that make sense? Giants eight six and one six seed. They should be the fifth seed. Tampa Bay shouldn't even be in the playoffs. They should just get rid of division winners. Honestly, division winners should matter for like. What should be division winners? Okay, division winner, division winner, you should get in the playoffs, but you don't deserve a home game. All right? So, like, but no, I don't think the Hawks should miss the playoffs because the Bucks have a shit division. Or the Lions. The Lions deserve a shot, too. But, yeah, right now, the Hawks are out because the Commanders. But who do we play next week? We're a three-game skid. After we were, yeah, we were seven and five, three-game skid. It's not. 
it's not the best, you know? But, like, Gino got hurt in this one. I didn't expect them to beat the, the Chiefs fully healthy. The Chiefs are cruising this year, and they're in playoff mode. So we got the Jets and the Rams. We really should win those games, and we have to win those games. The Jets have been sliding like crazy, and the Rams, uh, Baker Mayfield, their quarterback, we should win that game. So we should end the year 9-8. and eight. Uh... And yeah, it'd be the Commanders and the Lions we're really looking at for, uh, we're both the Lions, so if we win both those games, they don't matter. But the Commanders, if they win their both their games, they'll be ahead of us because of that tie, that goddamn tie. But who do they play? They play the Browns and the Cowboys. That'll be two tough games. Maybe the Cowboys week 18 rest. But depending on if the Eagles win next week, they might not. So yeah, that'll be an interesting one. Lamar Jackson's a free agent this year. Geno Smith is a free agent. See, if we're going to go into free agency and Lamar Jackson is on the board and we're like, hey, Geno, we're going to re-sign you for 30 mil a year. I'm no longer a Seattle Seahawks fan. I cannot accept that from a GM. I cannot accept that from a GM. <laughs> I cannot. Unless you give him a one-year deal and you draft in Bryce Young. That's the only way, only way I could accept that. I will hop off this team so fast if Lamar Jackson is a free agent. He doesn't get re-signed. Say the Ravens fumble the bag because of all of his injuries. They have concerns. And we have the cap to sign Lamar, and we spend it on Gene. I love Gino. He ain't Lamar Jackson. I'll tell you that much right now. Elginton? Jenkins from the Packers. He's coming up in free agency. Jesse Bates, that's a big one. That's a big one. But we don't really looking for a safety. Jamal Dean. Levante David would be a nice one. Add linebacker core. If we can get him on the cheap, he'd probably get a premium, though. Uh, we would be looking for a guard, right? Yeah, we'd be looking for a guard and a center if we were looking, like, big time. Raquan Smith, I think the Ravens, if they... They'll probably re-sign him if they can. Josh Jacobs, if we could steal him, that'd be beautiful. But yeah, we, we shouldn't be spending money on a running back when we have Kenneth Walker. We should really be looking to get a solid number one corner to put beside uh, beside Woolen, let him learn. If Jamal Adams is healthy and come back and be a proper safety, I'm okay. But I wouldn't be mad with moving him to more linebacker-esque role. Blitz. Or like a... A permanent in-the-box kind of flat guy where he doesn't do a lot of coverage or a lot of man-on-man, -man, I would be fine with that. And we get a true safety behind him. I wouldn't be mad at that. And if that was Jesse Bates, I would not be mad at that at all. If we spent money on Jesse Bates to do that, that would make our defense new. It would be a different breed, and teams would not know what to expect. If you had Jamal Adams just blitzing regularly, you could send three rushers. You could send three big guys that could eat up five blocks and send Jamal Adams one-on-one -on -one against a running back. 50-50, he's going to get to the QB and at least pressure him. 50-50, I think 75-25, he's going to be pressured to the QB. James Bradbury, he's kind of older. I don't know about that. Peterson, at 21 on the free agent list. Falls off a lot, eh? I wouldn't be mad at, like, no, I like Noah Fant. 
Uh, a good edge rusher like Marcus Davenport would be, that would be beautiful if we could get Marcus Davenport. Or even like a Robert Quinn. I wouldn't be mad at that. The guy's consistent. Darren Payne. Darren Payne, if we could replace Puna Ford with a guy like Darren Payne, that'd be beautiful. That would be beautiful. Yeah, we got the cap. We really should be looking at some big moves this year. Jenkins move him inside with his injury. Wouldn't be mad at that. Gardner Johnson, he could be a corner. He could be a safety. That's a beautiful pickup. Quan Smith, I think he'll get re-signed. Orlando Brown, I think he'll get, probably get re-signed too if the Chiefs. Chiefs should be able to make the money work with uh, Tyreek leaving. Yeah, the trade pieces. Let's see the trade pieces. Denzel Mims is the 10th ranked trade piece on Bleacher Report. They need to fire this guy. Shaquille Griffin. What would they be looking for? I don't think the Jags would be looking to let him go. The guy is still stellar. He's pretty locked down. That defense is good for a reason. If you could get him for a fifth round and a sixth, I would give up a third for Shaquille Griffin. The man is consistent. But I don't think that Seattle would be looking to bring him back. Maybe. We kind of do stuff like that sometimes, you know what I mean? Let me bring this more central so it's easier to look at the camera. Even though you guys can see my... I can unplug this out now. We're charged enough. Phone down, phone down. Uh, Jerry Hughes. It's crazy that he's the aim threat. Chuck Clark. Brandon Cook said I don't want him. Zach Wilson. <laughs> Yo, the Zach Wilson hate is killing me. Zach Wilson hate is not deserved man let this guy develop Aaron Rodgers is a trade piece okay whatever you say I'll just delete that right just exit out of that page Aaron Rodgers is a trade piece okay who's what with that contract 59 million dollars yeah okay okay let's see what's trending well um I guess I should just get into Let's do a little NFL, a little more NFL. I want to see the stats of that game. Um, it's literally why I brought it, NFL.com, and I deleted it. Sorry about that. Uh, yeah, that got us going a little bit. We were cruising a little bit. We were, uh, like, even today, I was I turned on the football games. I put on Red Zone. I'm watching them. I'm, I'm sitting on the couch. I get comfortable. I wake up, game's done. Game's done. I close my eyes, I wake up, game's done. Close my eyes, open them, game is done. It's brutal, man. And, like, to be honest, I've been looking for other jobs. Like, I'd even be down for, like, just regular full-time in the day. And then after work, I can really crunch out my fucking videos. And then weekends, I have all the time. And then at night, I have all the time. We'll, we'll see what happens. We'll see what the future holds, boys. But what the future will hold is more podcasts and uh, more videos. I've even been thinking about, like, just two months cranking out, trying to get all the extra shifts I can, work in OT, stack up as much as I can, and then get out of there, and then make videos full time and see see if that has a significant benefit like if making two three critiques a week 
two podcasts a week has any added uh or not maybe two podcasts a week but like the podcast and like i'll like three clips a week and five shorts and like tiktoks and the whole like actually doing it how like professional guys do it when they have teams and such but doing it all myself of course but just treating it like it was a job doing putting in 40 plus hours 60 hours a week like if if i was doing this full time and i was getting paid like if i was getting paid just simply 500 bucks a week to where i could just save money pay my bills and like upgrade my camera gear save for a car and shit like that then i would be working 80 hours a week on this shit like honestly honestly it's just like it's so f when you work a nine to five or like any fucking retail job warehouse construction whatever it may be and then doing this and then the thought of like getting paid to do this it <laughs> couldn't even couldn't even compare them they're like it's it'd be literally a dream come true and when you see guys at like barstool like waste their opportunities that they have where they have this fucking great opportunity where they could just start their own shit on the side all all if you're a barstool all you have to do is like take one of the cameras they have or see when fucking a studio is free and just start recording your own shit and putting it out and you're in a fucking professional studio you know like this guy Minshew played in this game Minshew kept the Eagles alive. Yo, Minshew was talking. He talked. Devontae Smith had a day. A.J. Brown continues to have the best Eagles first season ever. Devontae Smith had eight catches for 113, two tuds. That's a great day. But it wasn't enough. Dak Prescott, people have been talking shit on Dak. Oh, I fucked up the set. I fucked up the set, boys. People have been talking shit on Dak a lot recently. And this man pulled up 27 for 35, 27 to 35 for 350, three tuds, and only one pick. Can't be mad at that. Also, 41 yards on the ground. My man almost had 400 total yards. Glasses are down too. CeeDee Lamb had a big day 10 catches on 11 targets for 122 tuds. Pollard, pa Pollard, I don't know why I said that's so fucking retarded. Yo, T.Y. Hill, I need to see this T.Y. Hilton catch. One one catch for 52 yards? I need to see this. Let's bring up the old YouTube. Uh, thank you guys for checking out the critiques. The love on the channel has been great. We almost had 100 subscribers. And I mean... With no, like, outside promotion, I think that's pretty good for, like, the first two months of doing this shit. I know some guys blow up immediately, but uh, I'm about the steady grind. Yo, that's a fucking catch, T.Y. Number 16 is raw, too. On third and 30, my man just ran a straight go. Straight go. Great throw from Dak. Over-the-shoulder catch. A younger T.Y. would have took that to the house, but that's still beautiful. He's talking his shit. <laughs> yeah, talking shit, T.Y. That's a beautiful catch. That is a beautiful catch. Oh, and the juggle, the concentration. Secure it by bringing the back to the body. Beautiful. 
do I have any of my old? I'm gonna see if I can pull up any of my old football clips. That's what we're gonna do this episode. Let's go to the old huddle. I'm gonna try to put it on the green screen if I can. If I can, let's just mute this real quick though. Uh, library. The Golden Warriors. Yo, can I see the IMG footage? have to make a youtube video on this okay so you guys get the inside scoop i'm gonna make a youtube video i have to i my channel will fucking blow up if i make a youtube video on this holy fuck so i went so if you're in the know about high school football recently okay so last year let's start the story from the beginning last year img academy played Bishop Sacamore, and that turned out to be a fake a, a college in America where it was like these 23-year-old guys, 24-year-old guys trying to play high school football, and they got whooped like 50 nothing or something. But like it was a crazy story that came out. There was media articles about it, um, yada, yada, yada. Bishop Sacamore, yeah. It was a, it's a crazy story. When a fake high school plays IMG Academy, boom. Oh, my God. And so IMG Academy, just in the news recently, IMG Academy beat a team called West Toronto Prep 96 nothing, And the game was called at halftime because uh, West Toronto Prep uh, gave up, basically. They called the game early. Oh, my God. And so there was like it was trending on Twitter for a bit. But a lot of people thought this was another Bishop Sackamore situation where West Toronto Prep wasn't even uh, a real school. But I went to Osh. It was so funny to me because I went to West Toronto Prep. And so I knew it was a real school because I went there. For like I didn't go there. It's not a real school. So it's, it's even fucked. Like, so I'll give you guys an inside scoop. But in the video, I'll try to break it down and make it like. I'm gonna try to make it like serious and like like uh, what do you call it like revealing or I don't know those like documentaries where it's like exciting and they try to like tell you like reveal the secrets I guess but uh it's like this fake it's not fake but it's like this half it's like this athletic program where in COVID because there was no football and like the regular public schools or Catholic schools. And it was my senior year. I, th I talked about this in the Vamp Hour in last week's episode, but it was my senior year. There was no football. I really wanted to get a season in. And uh, I went to the school that my friend was going to at the time, or he went there. And so I went to a tryout. There was a couple. There was a team was decent. We had some athletes. We had a couple receivers, linebacker guys from Vancouver, guys from Quebec. There was... These amount of guys that went off to college, too. And my boy, he's at uh, Maine right now. So, shout out to him. Shout out to Aaron. Fucking shout out to Black Bears. <laughs> Fucking. But, yeah. It's, like, this weird athletic program where they don't have, like, a campus. They have, like, this. They have these. They have First, they do housing for kids. So, like, the kids at Vancouver, 
come from Vancouver and Quebec and they live in this like one house where they get like these rooms. It was like, but that's also where we studied. We studied in their, in their rooms, basically like it, in their living room, we would be like, like 15 of us, 20 of us at a time because they break it into like blocks would be class A and class B. And it was in, in like Toronto, Scarborough area or York area, sorry. And like they had a field that they would rent out, of course, and we practiced there. They had a whole playbook, and they promised us that we were going to play IMG. That was on a schedule for us, so they must have had contact with them, I guess. But we never, we had one, one or two seven-on-seven seven scrimmages. Never played a real game, uh, and then they just ended the season out of nowhere. Said practice was done, no more season. I guess COVID got more serious. I don't know what happened. I don't know why they ended it. Actually, I have no idea why they ended it earlier like that. But then, yeah, they were just asking for, like, the money. And it, I'm on huddle right now, and I'm still I'm still locked into their team. I'm not even – my high school team kicked me out, but they didn't. That's hilarious. I just wanted to look at my own highlights, and I just discovered – I just discovered a fucking super secret. Okay. Let's do Royals. Let's just go from the beginning. Is there music to it? No music. Okay, so we got a nice pick there. Basic pick. Play a little safety. Okay, yeah. Whoa, we got the nice pick here. Boom. Jump over. Whoo. I have to bring that one back. I have to bring that one back. Oh, that's beautiful. And that's. That is beautiful right there, man. The way I jump over him. Like, the guy the guy falls trying to come back for the ball. I jump in the air. He takes out my knees. I catch the ball. I catch the ball. He takes out my knees while I'm jumping. So I, I, ooh, and the ball never touched the ground. I bring it in. I land on my head. My, my, my head hits the ground before my legs. Boom. I roll out of it perfectly, and then I got up amped. Didn't show that part. I wonder if I can just see the clips of the games. Um, maybe not. I wish my high school team didn't kick me out because then I could. Then I could. If my high school team didn't kick. <laughs> They're probably fucking pissed. So I was going to release the secrets. Okay, let's go to this clip from my grade 10 championship game. We got fourth and one. Fourth and one. Got me here. Fire logo over it, of course. Orange Nike Untouchables. Red USC undershirt. A white compression, of course. Number one. You know your boy was number one. We got... I'm lined up in slot. We got a jet sweep here. So I'm supposed to take this. It's a eight. It's a, I'm the, we call, I'm the number four, we call it. So I'm four. It's a 48 jet sweep. I'm supposed to take this outside. I get the ball. They are loaded. And they know, they know outside. This is a full blitz. See from the back end. Full blitz. I do a little slight. I'm gassed at this point. Gassed. This is probably third quarter. Fourth one, we need this close game. I get the ball. Our outside block, bomb. 
he just lets him. He lets him get the outside contained. And so if I take it outside, I'm done. So what I do, I take it up the six hole. Camera guy fucked it up, but I take up the six hole. One guy tries to arm tackle me, get off me, shove him aside. Number two, my boy Aaron, that's that main right now. He gives me a nice block on the safety. Gives me enough time to juke him to the right. He tried to arm tackle me. Not enough. And then, you know, the boy had the burners. Nobody's catching me after that. And then, you know, arm pump, arm pump into the end zone. That's how fucking amped your boy was. Into the end zone. <laughs> into the end zone. I jump. And I fucking boom as the senior team's watching. As we take the lead. And if you can hear the audio on that, they're just crying. No, you can't hear it. But yeah, that was a beautiful one. Ended up losing that game and uh, fumbling and it being my fault. So <laughs> that was a pre. Oh, this one's a good one. This one's a, a short clip. And I know it's not great footage. This is like 360p. And it's like, it's, it's so quick. You have to slow it down. I'm there. Came from safety, came flying. This is semifinals. This is like close game again. This game, I didn't get an off footage. My dad didn't show up till the second quarter. I scored on the first play, 50-yard touchdown, 36 right up the – I was running back. I lined up a tailback, 36. Uh, what was it called? 36. We had a name for it. Fuck, I forget. But it was like 36 Williams or something. Took it up. Broke to the outside, broke one arm tackle, gone. Up the sideline, gone. 50 yards, gone. No chance. And it was like one of those like snow games where it was like there was snow on the sideline, so I was running into the snow. Okay. So, you know, let me see. So, receiver and DB are fighting for the ball right here. It was a go route. I get across. They're fighting, they're fighting, they're fighting. I think the DB almost had the pick. You know, I was like, I kind of like, I apologized after it because I killed them both. I killed them both. I flattened them both. Two players, one guy weighing 130 pounds, flattened them both, still standing. It was outrageous. I know I put a guy in a stretcher that game. I think I talked about that last week. This was the beautiful game for me. Um, let's get into some more. Okay, so this is this is when I played rep ball. This is Durham Dolphins versus Cambridge Lions. I would have been about like 15, 16 here. So we got a kickoff. Yeah, I muffed it. I was going to return it. Uh, I was on the other side of the return. So here we got a muff situation. I'm just looking for a first guy to pick off to let my guy... Uh, start a return and I fucking yoke this big guy bigger bigger guy definitely bigger than me by like four inches number 13 I put my shoulder in his chest when his head just he definitely got a concussion on that one sat his ass down let my guy get five more yards good block oh next one here they got to run to the outside playing a little outside linebacker they drop the sticks. He tries to get to the corner. He thinks he has it. Shoulder to shoulder contact. They always said I lead with my head, but I always led with my shoulder. Always led with the shoulder. And look at that. 
look how I just bring, there was no stopping. I just always brought the speed into the shoulder. Boom. Slid him. Slid him on his knees. And we got another one here. Guy picked up a muffed kick. I'm on the kickoff team, of course. Got a, a wrap. Guy tries to arm tackle him. No good. I come in once again. No stopping. Little breakdown. Little breakdown so that I can gather myself. Little breakdown. Put the shoulder on the ball. Look at that reaction. Look at that force. I got a penalty for this one. They don't show it. Oh, I tried to cut it out so that the <laughs> yeah the scouts wouldn't see that I got penalized. But yeah, they threw a penalty on that one. Full great shoulder contact through a penalty. Ugh. Canadian football so soft. So soft. Back in high school, this is my junior, senior, grade 12 year. Safety here. Throws behind. Okay, so we got a, a slot go. No, we got wheels. Try to run a wheel route. He's running a post. Post and up. Ball's behind him. He could have probably adjusted if he looked earlier. But here I am. I come through. I saw the overthrow. Slid right under it. And if this was American rules, I would have took it back to the crib. But they call you down as soon as you fucking touch the ground. Right here. Boom. Hand off. Little stutter step. Take it to the outside. Crib that bitch. Right here. Get the toss. I was a little early on that one. Take it outside. Um. Uh, we get a nice little tackle on the kickoff here. Bring him down. Good. Catch the kickoff in the air. Take it to the outside. And this one is even a fun one. We get a horrible toss. Shout out my QB, Zach. Tosses it behind me. Now, my instinct was just lay on the ball. But the ball bounced. If I can get it in slow motion here, the ball bounced perfectly into my hands as I was reaching down. And I just said, okay, I'm going with this. And so I pick it up, and I look to my left. Guy immediately. <laughs> Give him the stiff arm as I put the ball away. And so we're going right. As I look right, guy there immediately. He's the best guy on the team. And I got the guy on my hip. Put the foot in the ground, plant, duck under the arm tackle. Boom, we're out of there. We're out of there. And now we're taking it. Oh, the guy outside contained. Cut that back up. In the middle, get 10 more yards up the middle. I don't know why the clips always cut so fucking shitty. I was so bad at editing. So bad at editing back then. If I had all the raw footage, I could make a sick highlight tape for myself now. But it would be pointless. So I think that's just a walk-in touchdown. Brooklyn, grade 12 year as well. We got This is a fucking beautiful one. I motion out from running back. Run to the... I become the third receiver, third slot receiver, linebacker one-on-one -on -one with me, no question. Give him a hezzy at the line, perfect release. I'm over, over the middle, wide open, catch the ball, run right in through the goalposts, touchdown. A little 25-yard touchdown for you. I'm like, my best year, I don't even have the film from that year. <laughs> I totally, I, 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 I went through such a manic episode where I like deleted film and I was so embarrassed by like some of the stuff I had done. So we got a good one here, Jacob Hester. Boom, up the middle. 
that's supposed to be a trap where I'm supposed to run straight up the middle. It's not there. They got it clogged up. Okay, I, I should have read that earlier. Out the handoff. I should have read that. Boom, broke it. But no good. I hit the back of it because I was running too fast. We readjust, run through the hole. Massive hole, of course. The one-on-one with number five, bigger guy. We could have trucked him, but I said, boom, plant the foot. Shook him out his boots. Shook him out his boots. Didn't get much after because they had pretty good pursuit and pretty good defense. But, oh, that move is vicious. And look at the ball carrying, too. Try to swipe at the ball, but I got two arms on that bitch. Right here, we got uh, a little toss. Boom. Take it upside. Uh, try to arm tackle me, spin out of that. Get tackled in there. Uh, I just want to do the highlight tape. Fuck the clips. Okay, I got two tapes that I'm just going to load up. This one's three minutes. <laughs> Summer, fall season. RBDB. Denzel can't hide. Okay, we already seen this. Seen this. Okay, this is a good one that we haven't seen. This is... Okay, let me get to it. This is from the only championship game I've ever won in my life. What time are we looking at? I think 48 minutes? I have no idea. Uh, oh, fuck. Um... Yeah. Okay, so, yeah, the only championship I ever won in my life was, like, Bantam 14 U. I don't know. Technically, I won, too, but I, a different story for a different day. So I get the ball here, kickoff. I hadn't done kickoff all season. Championship game. Wasn't a kickoff guy. I played defense. Had four sacks this game. Had a huge game in the championship. Got defensive MVP. Basically won our team the game with this kickoff right here. Coming out of halftime, they kick the ball to us. It is a very tight game. I think the score is 28-20 to us. Let me check real quick. I think that was a score, right? Uh, I cut it off. Oh, yeah. No, 20-12. It was 20-12. We get the ball. They kick off. They get a good kickoff. I take the ball, get a good block, take it outside, and I'm gone. Look at your boy. He had 30 yards of the next guy. I almost fell. I was running so fast. Almost fell. What is this one? Okay, so we got a little... Okay. Oh. Just a little swing pass. Take it outside. Try to get to the end zone. Okay, here's a good one. Here's a good one. From back with the rep team. Playing Vaughn, blitz from the outside. If you see your boy, you got you got to you got to peep it. So your boy, he, I'm a menace. I'm a menace. I'm playing outside linebacker. I'm gonna try to break this down for you. I'm gonna break this down for you guys. Fuck my God, why? Okay. So outside linebacker. The outside linebacker here on the on the right side. He's on the line where you're supposed to be. We're supposed to have five guys blitzing every play. That's how we cause pressure. It was younger football, and that level he didn't pass a lot, but this team did pass a lot. Passed a shit ton. That's how I got a shit ton of sacks. <laughs> um, but uh, 
yeah, we were supposed to be on the line, but I lined up almost like an inside linebacker, like I was going to play inside. And so I lined up like two yards in, like almost like a will. And the will was like just behind me, like two yards. And then I, on the snap, I, I crashed hard. I loop around the edge. They double team the end because they didn't think I was rushing. And I come around unblocked. Quarterback looks right first, doesn't see me because I'm still looping around. And then he looks left. This quarterback at 14 years old to have progression skills like that, I actually recommend, I, I not recommend, I not apprehend. What is the fucking word? Praise? I don't know. And I come, boom, he's, he's about to throw it. This is almost like an NFL level. He's about to throw it. I put my shoulder into his shoulder and the ball goes loose. This should have been a touchdown on the fumble recovery, but my boy fumbled that hard. I gave him the opportunity of a lifetime to score his only touchdown of his career. <laughs> that was a good one where I just punked a kid. Is this a punt return? Yeah, this is this is a typical Canadian punt return where it was a shit punt and you grab it, they don't know how to do anything, and then you take it back for 30-yard punt return. <laughs> it's a good hit there. Oh, this is a sack in the championship, I think. Yeah, it comes straight off the edge, boom, like a missile. Like a missile. How much time is that to sack? Snap is at 20 seconds. Sack is at 23 seconds. Jesus. Three seconds. Probably not even three. Again, they line up a little bit off. And then you get your timing when you run up. Time to jump. Boom. Could have got lower. Got him down, though. And then, seen all these. This is just a basic handoff. Oop, oop. Dip it back outside. Boom. 40, 50, 60 yards. Couldn't bring it to the house, but you know how that goes. And then one last tape, and then we're going to stop doing this. This is like good but bad nostalgia, you know? Cause like, if I would have just worked, you know? Like this is just think that this was all raw talent. This was a guy that was smoking daily, smoking cigarettes, smoking weed, doing Xanax, doing cocaine, doing every drug you can imagine. And this is what he was doing when he was going on the football field. Now this this is Dwyer. Fuck man. This is Dwyer. This is Cameron Park, the best guy in our in our age group category, uh area code, whatever you want to call it, Durham region, Lhasa. So that's over our league with Lhasa. He was the best guy in Lhasa. Best quarterback. And nobody on my team on my defense could tackle him except me. I was the only one who tackled him one on one. It's pretty sad. I wish I just had the raw footage of that game. I think that this is a good example of it. He gets the ball here. I think this is a pass. Or is this just a straight up QB draw? Oh, it's a read option. Yeah. Read option. Should have been negative yards. <laughs> Look at that. I just got to put this in slow motion. 
got a read option here. The edge is unblocked on the read. I'm here. I'm on the other side of the read option. So if it goes to the running back, I should be able to get that immediately. But if it goes to the quarterback, I should be far from the last guy getting it. That's the middle linebacker to let you know back there. <laughs> read option. Okay, it doesn't go. They slip him. It's a good read for high school level football. You're one-on-one, -on -one, boy. You got to crash that hard. That was one of our better players. That's the guy who got team MVP. You got to get that. That's got to be a good tackle. You take a bad angle. He gets downhill on you. I read it pretty well. Yeah, I read it great. I, I read the run first. I commit to the run because that's my job. He, I see that it's a fake. I'm always looking Cameron first because he was the best player on their team. He misses that. He arm tackles because he takes a bad angle. This guy, the linebacker on this side, the will. You have one-on-one -on -one with him now. While he's getting arm tackled, jukes you out your socks. It's free to run. And the first guy to get there is the smallest guy on the field. That was in probably the worst position. Takes him down right away. Not to, like, abide my fucking ego a little bit, but you know what I mean? This is another great example. So we got Cameron. This is a pass play. This is what the play I thought it was going to be last time. I'm right here. I'm in the will position now. Right? Yeah, I'm in the will. You got safety. You got safety. Middle linebackers 10 yards off. I He couldn't make a tackle there, so he should have been blitzing the whole game. Honestly, right, 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 right. The Sam is blitzing. Okay. I'm the whale. The Sam is blitzing. I have five guys in the line. We should be getting pressure. They drop the running back. We don't get any pressure. I'm spying. I'm supposed to be in coverage guarding number this guy, but I'm spying. Because I know that. Do I go? No, I don't go. I'm spying. I know he wants to run outside right. I'm right here. I'm reading that the whole way. We have two two guys finally get through after like five seconds. He could have probably threw a ball, threw it out, threw there. He could have threw there for sure. He had a touchdown there. We get the pressure. The blitz guy got bullied by the running back. He takes 10 steps behind the line of scrimmage. He tries to go the opposite side. And then go up the middle because we finally get through on that side. Go to the middle. The three guys that got through, don't touch him. One-on-one -on -one tackle with one guy who is perfect, just takes a bad angle, slips him, and then I tackle him. It's like pathetic, man. And this is a prime example of how you fucking, this is a prime example of how you deal with a quarterback like this. This was my bread and butter. Honestly, I probably shouldn't have played offense my whole high school football career and just stuck to being outside linebacker safety. And I probably could have got an offer for that because I would have just been rested and more like prepared for those plays. But everyone wants the offensive glory. You know what I mean? We got a play action rollout. I'm reading the rollout. I don't get fooled by that. I get upfield, 
because we our contain gets bullied. I get upfield to get contain on him so that he has to cut inside at least. I break down because I know he wants to juke. He still gets a little bit outside of me, but it's just going to be a foot race to the edge, and he knows it's just going to be a 50-50 battle. So he tries to stop me. I break down. He gets inside, but I know he doesn't want to go inside. He wants to go outside, so I give him the one step. I could have committed there, maybe got a sack, but he is such a, a slippery player that you got to be safe when you're playing against him. He, rolled, he, he tried to fake me. He tried to give me the double juke spin back out as an advanced basketball move. <laughs> he tried to do it to me. I wait. I let him dance. And then I make him throw on the run with my hand in his face. It's a tough throw. And it's a tough throw to make in, like, very cold conditions. Same game. Uh, see example of why. Like, this is just a 38. Take it outside. Boom. It's not a great play. Another one, I cut it inside. That's a good one. I cut it inside, boom. Break an arm tackle from a 300-pound DT. Truck a guy. Get five more yards on end. I got some seven-on-seven seven clips when I had my little summer run doing that, trying to, trying to be a receiver. <laughs> got me on the inside slot here. Good release. Playing off coverage. Breakdown right in the... Whole quarterback hits me, could have hit me earlier. Uh, shouldn't have jumped, but jump caught it anyways. Took it to the house, Todd. Uh, another one here. I'm the second inside slot. I don't know why I always played with a hat on. <laughs> uh, run a little drag route, simple route. Get the ball a little behind me. Yeah. Take it to the edge. And get to the house. This is a good one. And this will probably be the last one, right? Yeah, this will be the last one. Perfect one to end on. Oh, where'd the footage go? Come on, man. <laughs> I say perfect one to end on. Screen goes blank. Uh, yeah, this is this is loss of football at its finest. Uh, I'm playing safety. They do a play action pressure on his face. Bad throw. I run under it. Get it. <laughs> it was like the weirdest awkward catch. Boom. Stiff arm arm tackle. Cut inside. Take it to the grip. And if you could peep the score, 28 nothing in the second quarter. <laughs> With like eight minutes left. Well, we had 10 minute quarters. <laughs> Jesus. That's a, that's no wonder our coach took us out at halftime. But yeah, that West Toronto prep story. I gotta make a video on that. I think we're getting close to an hour around there. So yeah, I'm probably gonna take a break in between trying to film the Vamp Hour Christmas schedule. I haven't even fucking edited the fucking second Vamp Hour, but we'll do a bunch of editing tonight. So yeah. I wanna play some Madden. I don't know why. I just have like a I've been itching to play Madden recently. I wanted to finish God of War. It's so weird how I played that game in like spurts where I played like the first like third of a game in a spurt where I just like nailed it out in like five days and then or like two days and then I waited like two, three weeks and I got their spoilers and then 
played the middle portion, middle third, and then stopped and then haven't played for like two weeks again. And then I'll probably in two weeks or like next week fucking just wrap it up and do everything and then leave it for like another month and then 100% it. There's no games coming out that I'm really excited for. Like Hogwarts. I guess we'll talk about that a little bit before Argentina. Hogwarts had me excited. But the rumors coming out now are depressing. What the fuck? The rumors coming out now suck, too. And the gameplay, I don't know. I'll, I'll play it. I'll definitely play it. But I don't know. It's definitely not going to. I think because it's been in development for a long time. When I saw the first trailer for it, the first teaser, concept art, whatever, I was very excited because there's never been a really like open world Harry Potter game like that of that scale before. And um, after playing God of War, I think my, I don't know how to say this, after playing God of War and a game like Spider-Man that I still remember, my status quo for what I expect from a game of like that scale and that budget and and the time put in is is the bar is high. The bar is not low. Like before those games, I think I was young first of all, but before those games, I was just very anything that just worked well, didn't have a lot of bugs and was fun, new, interesting, I was down for. But now, after like experiencing God of War, a title like it's unfair to compare those games to other games because Spider-Man for one, I've loved since literally like adolescence. Like I don't know if adolescence is the right word, but like one years old, like six months, whatever you want to say, four months. It was the first toy I ever had. You know what I mean? Like it was my shit. It still is my shit. He's my favorite comic book hero. Undoubtedly, my favorite comic book hero. The reason why I still am interested in Marvel. And he's the only thing that puts me like Marvel over DC. Every other fact, I'm DC. I love The Flash. I love Batman. I love Superman. I'm kind of like in some ad- adaptations, I like him. Some adaptations, he's a fucking a gaudy prick. That's just writers. But like... There's a lot more darkness and interesting. I just like DC more for like actually reading a comic book or listening to like someone break down a comic book storyline. Versus Marvel, if I was doing that, it would be Deadpool. It'd be Deadpool or Spider-Man. And Spider-Man probably way more than anyone else. Or like Venom, but like those are just Spider-Man side characters. And so in God of War set, God of War, I, Greek mythology was my first love for like weird geeky mythologies. Like I don't know why I'm so interested in that stuff, but I I just am. TV shows, books, YouTube videos, anything surrounded around Greek or Norse mythology, I'm a sucker for. If I see Zeus or Odin in a fucking title card, I'm a sucker to watch that video or read that book or whatever it may be. Now, I'm weird. Since I was a kid, I liked Greek mythology. It was the one thing in school that, like, when it was brought up, like, I knew about and was interested in. Like, I knew all the different gods and their stories, and, and it was weird. I wish we did Norse, because if I knew those stories when I was a kid, I would have been obsessed. 
Like, I love Norse mythology. It is my favorite. Like, I, like if I was going to be religious, I would follow, I think we even researched this last time, but I would follow the Norse, like, teachings where, like, they're more, like, I would even, like, pray to, like, Odin. Like, even though that I, I, I how do, how do I know, why, and, like, my grandma gets pissed because she's, like, a Jesus freak. But it's, like, how do you know that Jesus is any more real than Odin is? And why couldn't they both be real? Why can they both have whoever worshipped them went to their fucking places, Valhalla or whatever? Like you know, you have no proof. I have no proof. Like I don't know why people try to act like they have the answers when you have literally no proof. And then, like if you say you fucking felt, I uh, felt us. I've talked to a being that was felt both like it was in my head and above me in some way, like beyond me, beyond what I could be on like a massive amount of shroom, like 10 grams, I think. I had this like insane experience where I talked I just had like this conversation. My friend was like so fucking tripped out by it. I was having this conversation with like this being, and he was like bringing me through like past events in my life, like almost like a, a nightmare before Christmas, like uh, our the Scrooge the Scrooge story where the guy like uh, the, I don't know the story, but it's like kind of popping in my head that it's similar. But yeah, like showed me, talked to me. We talked about just, sh I, don't, I can't remember now. And you always forget that shit after it ends. But I remember for, I remember, the only thing I took away was it that I, I remember the conversation, that we had a conversation, that I did speak to somebody that wasn't there, like physically. It felt like we were talking in my head, like, uh, I forget that, telekinetically. Telekinetic. Telekinetically, I don't know how you would say that. Telepathic connection, I guess. Yeah, and I felt, yeah, that's what it felt like. But that's what psychedelics do, so I also know that. But I've had that experience. And I don't, I believe, that experience led me to believe somebody created all of this. And like, just reports of... DMT trips and my own experience in life is that I feel it, that it just couldn't have all been accident. You know what I mean? Like somebody turned on the switch for it to start, you know, and maybe not humans, but like the universe in general, maybe they're not watching over it and overseeing everything and putting the good people in heaven and bad people in hell or, oh, or whatever it may be. Maybe it's a simulation. Who fucking knows? That's my answer to anybody who thinks they have a solid answer on reality and consciousness and what it means and what it is. There's no, nobody knows. And until the science catches up and they can actually break down consciousness and realize what it is, like is if it's just the, the fact that our neurons fire in a certain way in the brain and that's that's just plain and simple what consciousness is. It's just an... <coughs> Holy fuck. I apologize. It is just a consequence of that happening. 
or is it a, a, a thing in itself that can't really be weighed or used in equations? But yeah, on to Argentina, hard flip, but yeah, we got to wrap this up, so I'm going to hard flip it. I got to hard flip it. We're going to hard flip it, baby. Let's get into it. Get into it. I should really get some headphones so I can hear how I sound. I feel like the episodes were almost better when I did that. I don't know why. But the film are funny. Argentina won the 2022 World Cup Equitar. Big. It was probably the best World Cup in my lifetime, at least. In my memory, in my lifetime. It was the best final for any any final of any sport I've ever seen. There is no other sport final that has... Before this, it was the Super Bowl with the Seahawks and the Patriots that evicted this emotion from me. The joy and, like, happiness I was feeling when Argentina were 2 nothing up, I like, that feeling was pure dopamine. Pure dopamine went through my brain. I was riding on cloud 25. Like, it was so better than cloud. Like, I felt amazing. I was like, they're really just going to win like this. It's going to be 2 nothing. He's going to raise the trophy. It's going to be beautiful. And then Mbappe scores. And then, like, okay. Yeah, I'll just go through my points. I can die happy now. It's true. I can, if I died tomorrow, I would die with a smile on my face. Knowing that Messi is sitting in a bed with a World Cup. The guy that I basically worshipped since childhood. My first idol. My first, not my first idol. My first idol would be my dad. But, like, my first sports figure idol and guy like that. The guy I most believed in, too. Because it wasn't physical. He wasn't Ronaldo. He wasn't LeBron James. He, well, even Steph Curry, to a point, he's 6'3". This guy was... My height, he was five C, he was even shorter than me. He was five six, he was five five, five three, whatever it may be. And he was the best in the world. A sport that like there was giants that physical freaks, giants that just towered over him. And none of it mattered when he had the ball at his feet. And to see him lift that trophy, prove every hater wrong, any doubter, any skeptic, any uh, analyst that could have any anything to tear on him. Oh, oh, he didn't win a World Cup. Oh, he didn't do this. He didn't do this for his country. Was he really that good? Maradona did it. This uh, that to just be put to rest. But the ups and downs, I feel like, made it even more satisfying after. The feeling after the game was even better than the two nothing feeling. Uh, shout out Mbappe. His yeah, his time is literally one year away. After this year, where Messi wins his eighth Ballon d'Or, and <laughs> it's just gonna happen. He won the fucking World Cup. It's gonna happen. Um, after this year, where Messi wins the Ballon d'Or, he'll probably even be looking more to like retirement or returning to Barcelona and doing something there. Hopefully, I would. That would be my dream and what I would hope for him. But yeah, his, his, his time is just around the corner. It could even be now. 
He's a great player. He's got a great future ahead of him. They'll probably be back. That team is very good. There is not a younger team except for England, maybe, that has that much youth at that quality. So, yeah, hats off to him. He had a fucking World Cup hat trick. It's something I never thought I'd see unless Messi was just doing it. <laughs> Literally, like, in the final of a World Cup to score a hat trick. Even just to score a hat trick at the World Cup is pretty amazing. But the final, you're a savage. Even if it, like they took extra time, still. Uh, yeah, they started the match. They started the match like they all did a line in Maradona's honor, like legit. Like how they came out blazing. They were running after every loose ball, pressing high, pressing fast, pressing hard. It was. It was intense, getting chances after chances, and just coming this close and this close, and it was pretty crazy. And then France looked dead in the waters. Di Maria gets that penalty, and the pure adrenaline that flowed through my body. I, I literally jumped in the air and was like, penalty, penalty, <laughs> like, like a little kid. And then I was like, wait, Messi's going to take it. Messi's going to get a penalty in the fucking World Cup final. <laughs> they took it. And then it was like nervous because like, oh my God, what if he misses? What if he misses? They're going to roast him. Then he fucking, boom, laces it in. He's, he, he was even cheeky with it. He was even cheeky. He's a fucking messiah. I love the guy so much. Like from the bottom of my heart, I love that man. That fucking Argentinian messiah. The cheeky run-up with the master class finish. Yeah, that was my point. I knew that's what it was. It, I can't bring... Oh, my God. I will never forget that moment, honestly. That moment when he gets the penalty. Oh, never in my life. Uh, yeah, moments later after that, France looked like they started, they like woke up a little bit and were like, okay, we need to get one back. And so they started to make a chance, started to build a little bit. And then Messi next the ball. We got a counterattack. He starts to counterattack. Boom, boom, ding, ding, ding. McAllister on the wing. He has it through one on one with the goalie, one on two with the goalie. Can take a shot from a decent angle to like be fair. Like it's not a bad angle to take a shot from. If you put it in the bottom corner, it's going to go in. Because the goalie's coming towards you. There's a chance he gets his hand on it to flex it. But to be unselfish enough. And I, he was taking wild shots before that. So he wanted the glory. For him to be unselfish enough to lay it up to Di Maria. And Di Maria just having the pure awareness to be in the perfect position. Hit it how it had to be hit. Not sky it over the net. Just touch it with your foot and let it go in the back of the net. It was beautiful. It was absolutely beautiful. And and for him, for Di Maria, to come off injury, to start this game, get the penalty for your team to go 1-0 up, and then or draw the penalty. Like, um, the penalty was from a tackle on him. And then you score right after that. It's got to be an amazing feeling. Uh, riding that adrenaline in the half, they buzzing, they kept pressing. Not as many chances, but they were the team in possession of the ball and, like, moving into France's half more than France was in Argentina's. 
after halftime, they were still probably the team more in control of the game. France looked dead up until like the 70th, 73rd minute where there was just the shift in the air. And you just felt it almost in your like bones that like France was, they just had a new, I don't know if it was a substitution or what it may have been, but they had a new life to them. They had a new like vigor where they wanted to fire out and go. And, and they really started to bring it to Argentina, bring in like building and taking shots and getting chances. And then finally, um, Mbappe gets his chance. He gets a, was it the penalty first or was it the one kick first? I think he gets the penalty first. And yeah, he gets the penalty first. Good pen from him, honestly. Martinez gets the right way. I think he even got a hand on the ball, but it was just a great, powerfully struck and kick. And yeah, beautiful penalty kick from Mbappe. Right after that, Argentina tries to play a, a, a rush through ball into advanced ball. Sloppy mistake. France take that mistake and they pounce immediately, not even one minute after his penalty kick. Mbappe gets, a, I think it was a cross or maybe a through ball. And the ball, he one-strikes it. One, could have took a touch, had the time, had the space. He one-strikes it, blasts it in the bottom corner. It's 2-2. Argentina stunned. France is fucking thrilled. Their whole uh, fan base is like, has this newfound life. They're roaring. Oh, my God. It was, uh, it was, it was so crushing. Because it's like you just knew that they had the momentum now and that if there was going to be another goal, it was probably going to go to France. And then there's not many chances. There's a couple chances here and there. Messi had like a chance to end the game like right at the end, but goalie saved it. And we get to the 90th minute. We got extra time. Extra time. Argentina is kind of the team in front. France had like two chances in the first extra time, but Argentina is making like more of the life. Messi gets the tip in. And you're just you're thrilled again. Messi scored another goal in the World Cup final. And he had a brace. And they're 3-2 up. This is how they do it. Oh, my God. It was worth it was worth going extra time for Messi to win it this way. And then not even minutes later, Mbappe brings it back again. And you're just, everyone sunk. All, all of Argentina's fans just sunk in their seats. Like, how can this kid keep doing this to us? And the, it's getting wiry. There's plenty of chances at the end of the second extra time. Messi gets a chance to end it. And if he would have ended that way where he, he did in, like, one of the previous games I saw a highlight of, and, like, at Barcelona, I think it was just Atletico Madrid where he just he gets the pass, he puts it in the bottom of the corner, and the 90th minute, game over. He would have done that. It would have broke the internet. For two World Cup hat-tricks to happen in the same game, too, that would have broke the internet. Um, but, yeah... Martinez makes a game-saving save, game-saving save at the like 120th minute. Where a beautiful shot, honestly, but he just sticks his leg out. Beautiful reaction time. Deserved his goal. He deserved to celebrate in the fashion he did after making that save. Uh, getting the penalties. In penalties. Uh, Mbappe and Messi going first was interesting. I'm happy they got it out the way and got the nerves off the bat. But to be honest, 
They both laced him. Messi was kind of cheeky again with it. But uh, yeah, it was one-one, uh, and then it goes two-two, and you're like, okay, who's gonna be the first to break? You know, who will be the first to break? Was it two-two, or did they miss the second one? I have a foggy memory. That was actually like a like almost a week ago. It was last Sunday, yeah. Yeah, Mbappe scored first, Messi scored second. Oh no, Coleman, Coleman was saved by Martinez. And then Dybala scored. So so France broke first. And then after the Dybala goal, we see a little Eddie Martinez magic where he grabs the ball from the ref and he throws it. He throws it. Tuchimini kind of laughs. It's Tuchimini's kick. He's a youngster. He's a great. He's got a great future ahead of him. He's very young. He became the core of France's midfield in this World Cup at such a young age. He's got a bright future ahead of him at Real Madrid or wherever he goes in the future. But he he kind of does like this cheeky smile, like you think that's kind of fuck with me. And so he goes. He runs after the ball. He puts it on the spot, and then he just nails it like two yards wide, three yards wide, maybe even like four or five. And it's like you can't. You can't be so cocky and then not put the ball. Like, I would rather have a goalie save the kick, an amazing save where he just guessed right, great reactions, boom, got lucky. Then you miss the net and it have no chance. You had zero chance of it going in. And then he runs up quick and he grabs the ball, makes sure that their goalie can't do the same thing, gives it to Paredes. He puts him up 3-1. And now... If they saved this one, it would have been over. But uh, it was a good kick. The guy, Kulo Mueni, I don't know how to say his name, Randall. I'll call him Randall. He puts it back to three Argentina, and now it was on Montele. Montele, I don't even know the man. I don't even know who this guy is, what club he plays for, how old he is. The guy stepped out of the spot, and he put it in the back of the net for the World Cup. The amount of pressure on your shoulders. They haven't won a World Cup in 36 years, I believe. Man, hats off to my guy. And all the pictures of Messi, he's on like the social media tour with the World Cup in his bed doing Budweiser commercials. Him in the fucking whatever that shit was, that garb they had him in, that Sikh, uh, that, uh, that like Muslim garb they had him in when he was holding the choke. The whole celebration was beautiful. Hats off to Messi. F for Ronaldo in the comments. That's going to be all for this one, guys. Uh, yeah, I'm going to wrap this one up, take a little break, and then try to record uh, Vamp Hour. So hopefully you guys enjoyed this one. Hopefully it wasn't too bad. Hopefully the acne doesn't make this unwatchable. It might, but if it is unwatchable, just listen to the audio. Uh, thank you guys so much for the support. I'll catch you guys next week. Happy holidays. Merry Christmas. Happy Hanukkah. Whatever you celebrate. Have a good one. Hope you get lots of gifts. Hope Santa came. Peace. Smoking bitches with the champagne. Champagne. I'm the new light skin, Lil Wayne. Lil Wayne.